Encryption successful. Transmission begins. Observation report, year 264, month 8, summer. Territory 1, Capital City Bodhi, Bureau Head Office. Incident, suppression of solar research. I took this post thinking it would be easy. Who doesn't want to work at the Bureau? You get a nice desk, spacious quarters, decent food, comfortable and stylish uniforms, and of course, status. Most of the time, you're left alone to your work, so you get privacy too. That part was key to working for you, of course. Too much oversight and getting on the way would be suspicious, even impossible. But it hasn't been easy, has it? Every time I try to get some real work done, to try to access an archive, try to study a splinter, I'm blocked from one direction or another. I'd say, it's almost like they don't want to know any more about the sun, but it's not almost like that, it is that. There's no other explanation. The sun's been getting worse. Anyone can see it. I have the measurements, so I can see it better than most, but the head clerks refuse to even hear me anymore. Just last week, the sun stalled in one spot for so long that the week had an extra day. Fortunately, it wasn't stuck over any settlements, but we won't be growing anything in the molten pit it left behind. And you know, every time this happens, we have to cut the population cap again. Did you know that the cap was 20 million just a hundred years ago? And now it's 12 million. And in 10 years, it's going to be 5 million. In a hundred years, well, if I had access to those splinters or the deep archives, I'd have a better projection, but right now, it sure seems like we won't even be around to see the 4th century. So the question is, why aren't we doing anything about it? More than that, why are we actively working to prevent doing anything about it? I worry that if I keep pushing, they'll find out that I'm working with you. I'm going to lay low for a while, be a good clerk, but I've attached all my current findings. Maybe you can figure out something with those splinters you're hiding down in Exile's End. Maybe get drag on it. Report ends. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're starting a new scene, new session, maybe a new chapter. So I'm your MC, Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber, and you can, of course, always follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. Let's go through the players again. Oh boy, I am Keekers, and you can find me at Twitter at uh, BeASpaceCat, and I play the ever-lovable team mom, Keva Jarma. I'm OG Brown Sugar, and I play Maeve Sentis, the mother of spiders. You can't find me anywhere because I'm off the grid. I'm Mike Blood. You can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood, and I play Emran Pak, the incredibly angry man. And I'm Jason, the singing chemist. You can find me at Singing Chemist on Twitter, and I play Zonin Chan, the hat maker. Awesome. Now, when we left off, you had been beset by gigantic insects and arachnids. Uh, you were able to crush most of them, and then Maeve, uh, with everybody's help, was able to force the gigantic Black Widow, the Ebon Dowager, to her will, thus gaining control of all the giant insects here in the hub. So that's something that will, I think, be useful to the team in the future, and also to Maeve. Keba, you have a headache, uh, sort of a stabbing pain in your temples, 
Emran, you were briefly able to see somehow. And then by staring at your shield, you saw your face faintly upside down. And Zonin, uh, you you just got beat up a bit. You're fine otherwise. Thank you. I believe everyone took turns kissing my bruise, if I recall. It's a big round of bruise kissing, um, and you feel all better now. I don't tell anybody, but I felt better after the first one. <laughs> you feel even better now, I'm sure. I've never felt so good in my life. So you are now in this room, and there are some lights on. Uh, they're not great lights, but they're on. This, you assume, is because it's emergency power, which the ghost was explaining to you a bit last time. You can now see there are lots of holes and stuff in the walls. There's pipes everywhere. These uh, ten towers that are surrounding you on the central island look mostly dormant, but not broken. And uh, there's still around the edge of the room... The floors are mostly undamaged, just dirty, but there's water leaking from somewhere that's flooding a sort of central part of this room. And up in the ceiling as well, you can see a hole through which the Ebon Dowager squeezed a while ago, so clearly she lives up there somewhere. To the west, you can see three large hallways, or not three large, three hallways one of them, the top one, has a broken door, and the bottom two have doors that are intact and look functional. And each door has a sign over it in that pictographic language with a few other languages you don't know underneath. What are you doing? Is there still web around these different boxes or whatever they are? Yeah, I mean, the web is still there, and there's cobwebs. You know, the rank water and the terrible smell is still here. That's None of that's gone. Yeah, well, Kevin's just going to, like, start, like, clearing out the web from these boxes. I know she doesn't really understand how circuitry works, but I think part of it is just her trying to clean up and see what's under these boxes. Mm-hmm. You would, if you were a, a person living in our days, recognize these as something like either a server farm or generators something electrical in nature. You can see coming up from the ground and over from the walls to an extent are some of those thick, brightly colored vine things that you saw before or roots or whatever they are that are connecting from these boxes out to those areas on the wall. Some of them are broken and you can see inside, uh, it looks like very thin, well, it's a very thin translucent thread-like substance in bundles that's the inside of these root things. Oh, so they've got fiber optics. There's something like that, maybe. As I scour the ground for my um, manual, I'm just going to shout generally, I am okay. bad at gratitude, Sorry. but one thank a, you for not killing my vassal. One, one at a time. <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry, brown sugar, what was Maeve saying? Oops, sorry, I didn't see somebody else talking. Um, I was say, as I'm scouring the area for my manual, I'm just going to Shout generally, I'm bad at gratitude, but thank you for not killing my vassal. Okay. And what's uh, what was Zonin doing? You said there were pictographs over top of doors? Yeah. Can I attempt to maybe discern what they were trying to communicate in context? If you use one of the language books that you all found in the shops, you could do that. I would like to do that. So that's going to be a clever role. And with the assistance of the book, you're going to need to make an average roll. Average is plus one. I got a three. Very good. 
So you can see at the top of the northernmost hallway, the one with the broken door, there is a symbol, uh, a pictograph that you recognize as water, and then some others that you don't recognize. Well, I alert Keva that um, what she's looking for looks like it's probably through this door. Oh, okay. Keva, she kind of just drops some of the web that she had thrown into the water, pulled off the thing, and goes on over there and very uh, hesitant. Before you go all the way over there, you notice as you're dropping the web into the water that it floats. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of it lying around. (gasps) What? I don't know. Uh, We could make boats. Let's make boats. You could do that. You can make boats. You can make a bridge, something, so that you don't have to splash through that foul water anymore. Zona puts the book down and immediately tries to fashion some sort of boat. Okay. Have you made a boat before? No, but I'm right. very eager to try. Okay. Uh, we're starting Can't a new. We're, we're starting a new session here, by the way. So uh, unless you have more than three fate points, put yours back to three. Oh, and those broken ribs, uh, that session's over, so your broken ribs are gone, person who had the broken ribs. I am whole again. All right, so Zonin, uh, you said you wanted to try and make these webs into a boat. Yeah, some sort of uh, platform where I can use a spider leg as a paddle. Okay. Is anyone going to help Zonin with that? Emran will, will also use his new trap-making expertise and attempt to fasten something securely. Okay. So, uh, Zonin, you want to make a clever roll. You're going to... So, sorry, have you made boats before? No. Okay. So but I am gonna, compelled to try. Yeah, you're, you gotta, you got to try it. You've never done this before, so keep that in mind for the end of the scene. This is going to be a clever roll, and it's going to need to be good. Now, with Emran's assistance, you'll get a plus one to your, your result, and good is a plus three. Oh, you, you got it anyway, so you succeed. So uh, you are able to sort of, you start thinking of it as, well, a boat is kind of like a big hat. And <laughs> An upside down hat. Yeah. So you start weaving together these thick strands of web with uh, the sturdier material of the insect carapaces and limbs and stuff until eventually you are able to make basically a canoe. It, awesome. it's, uh, it's ugly, but it will float and it will carry you across this gross water. Perfect. I am extremely grateful. Grateful. Keva does not want to get wet with that stuff again. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, So do you all pile into the boat and paddle across? Hey, Matt, just um, for posterity's sake. Uh Uh-huh. Do you, is it possible that Emron could use some of the um, surviving spider fiber or if Maeve will allow me, take some of the the new um, silk from the Ebon Dowager and take the chitinous plates from the large bugs and fashion some armor? Uh, yeah, you can give that a shot. That would also be a clever role. Can I lend uh, some assistance with my hat making? Yeah, sure. There are two people helping you, so you'll need to get a plus... You get a plus two on the total. And that will also be because... I mean, you, you are still blind. And have you fashioned sort of leather armor style stuff before? I was never as good at um, at making armor as Esme, or certainly not Hector. We, we focused more on weaponry. 
history, but I, I do have some base familiarity, especially when pumping out things for the militia. Okay, so you're going to need to make a fair, clever roll. This is creating an advantage, essentially. Have I missed something, or is it just not? Um, oh, and you can add two on that. Okay, so that brings you up to uh, average. Um, I'll burn a fate point from extremely strong blacksmith and give myself a plus two. Okay. So you are, yeah, your your blacksmith uh, aspect. You use that, and you are able to get this stuff together, and uh, you make yourself some chitinous bug armor. What does it look like? Picture just um, a lot of. It, if you guys are familiar, it's like Lamellar. I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. I think he's just got, he's got overlapping plates of Lamellar just covering, most like. Three quarter sleeves and probably a little bit past his groin. It's mostly just a hauberk. It's not an entire suit. He would need a lot more time for an entire suit. But that is a future goal of mine now. Okay. So you've got armor. You've got a boat. You all paddle across, and you get to this broken door. Uh, so it's it's broken in such a way that one side of it, it's like. It's a sliding door like the ones you've seen, so it, it slides open two sides of it, the two panels. One of the panels looks like it's been sort of bent in, so it's not going to move. And the other panel looks like it's in decent shape, but it's not responding to your attempts to go in like the other doors have. Can it respond to Amran's muscles? Maybe. Amran, you want to do me a small favor? Are you asking me to break something? Well, I was more so just looking for you to move something, but you do you. Well, it just so happens that Emran is very good at moving things. He is. For the record, I want to state that I'm moved by your resolve. <laughs> oh. Emran gonna forcibly overcome? Yeah, you're gonna try and shove that door open. Here goes. Okay, oh, so wow. to forcibly overcome it, you're going to need to make uh, a fair roll which is a plus two, and you roll a one. Well, in that case, I am as strong as ten men. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just give myself a plus two from my stunt. Okay, so you uh, spend your fate point, and you shove the door open. It creaks and groans and complains, and there are some sparks, which is surprising to all of you, because, again, you're not familiar with electricity. But it it is open. You can now get through there if you turn sideways. I go in. Yes, Keva follows. Cool, you all go in there, and it's it's another hallway. Oh, Emrin, while you were forcing that door open, you had another vision. Uh, the okay. vision was of yourself forcing the door open, as if you were seeing it in a mirror. It's faint. It wasn't like a full-on view, but you could see it. Almost as if the, you were seeing from the perspective of the door. So I'm seeing myself do things ahead of... Like, I'm watching myself out of body, so to speak. Kind of, yeah. Even though Emran can't see, um, after he pushes the door open and he has that like momentary flash vision, he can't... He obviously is still blind, but... He secures his shield on his back and just looks around, kind of bewildered. 
What is it? I keep seeing flashes of us, me, doing things before I can do them. Like... It's, it's as you're doing them. I'm seeing myself outside of myself. Do you understand what I mean? Like an out-of-body experience? Maybe. Emran scratches his head. Hmm. She's gonna try really hard, and this is especially hard since Keva is the shortest and Emran is the tallest. She's gonna try really hard to reach up and put her hand on his forehead to see if he has a fever. I hope my words echo into your mind, kind of like Obi-Wan did with Luke while he was doing the Death Star run. <laughs> yeah, Emran definitely um, thinks on Maeve's words again, and if you'll permit it, Matt, he would like to try and focus on the visions he's had in this room so far. Okay. You, you focus on it. Which means I'm going to use my most bestest attribute, cleverness. All right. And does Emran spend a lot of time in introspection, like thinking about himself and his experiences? Um, doing that makes, his, makes him very sad, so it's um, quite rare that he has introspective episodes. Okay. The party can often see him just being quiet for many minutes at a time, maybe even hours, but he's not ruminating. He's literally just thinking about nothing. Okay, so if you're trying to put together something like this, that's going to need a fair, clever roll, because you're not used to doing this. It's, uh, it's about to happen. Okay. Hey, you got a fair, clever roll. Whoa. So very proud. Did not expect this to happen. So, Emran, it's like it's kind of like, um, you know that scene in The Simpsons where Homer's trying to get his brain to do something? And it's just like, what was it? Um, it was an uh, animated cow blowing a jug, doing a jig. Yeah. So it's we kind of like see inside Emran's brain, and it's sort of like that. You know, there's some goats hanging around, chewing on, you know, greenery, and then a, a tumbleweed blows by. But uh, you're trying to force your brain to do something you basically never do with it. And those brain goats kind of look up, and astonishingly, they fall in line. And you think back to the experiences you've had. When you've been sleeping depending on where you're sleeping and what you're touching as you sleep, the things you've seen have been not necessarily around you, but nearby or perhaps connected to the stuff you're touching. Likewise, today, when you saw, it was as if you were seeing through your shield as you gripped it in your hand. Uh, likewise, when you tilted your shield towards yourself and looked at it. It was like you were seeing what your shield saw, which was your face upside down. And when you gripped that door, which you now notice is made from the same material as your shield, you saw what that door saw, which was you. Emran, uh, like Emran's thinking face is just his mouth basically agape and just 10,000 yards staring in any direction. At this point, Keva has, like, tried to jump up in the air and get her hand on his forehead. <laughs> his forehead seems all right, just wet. Okay, so he doesn't have a fever. Emran would like to try and see out of um, the metal door again. Okay, so you walk back to the metal door and you put your hand on it? I sure do. So when you just put your hand on it, nothing happens. Emran would like to follow 
Maeve's advice and focus on the visions again. So you focus, you focus on the door. You focus on the connection you feel between your hand and the metal. And um, as you do, the more you focus, the more an image comes into that whiteness that swims in front of your eyes at all times. And it sort of swirls into being. First, you see yourself again. You see yourself with your hand on this door. And then you sort of focus outwards and now you see instead the room you just came from on the other side of the door. And as you continue to push and focus, you start to see other things that aren't anywhere near you. You see another hallway. You are guessing it's from the door next to you, further south. You see another hallway, the door at the bottom. And the further you push yourself, the more distant things you can see through things made of this same material. Until eventually, just before you collapse unconscious, you see the hotel room, the hotel lobby, from the perspective of the wall, those machines made of the same material. And then you're out. Uh, he, just, he just uh, muttered but really quickly before he passes out. I can see again. As soon as like he starts falling, I'm like over there trying to catch him. Probably don't completely succeed. Maybe he lands on top of me and then I'm toppled over or something. But Keva is just like, ah! Well, let's see. Um, I mean, Keva, you're strong. Let's not mince words. Keva's really strong. Um, you rush over there to catch Emran as he falls. Now, why don't you do a forceful overcome at a fair difficulty? Okay. Yeah, you, you catch him and you're able to stabilize him. And then, you know, you can lower him to the ground if you want. But you got him. No problem for you. Yay. Uh, and she's going to like, going to lower him down and kind of like peel his eyelid up and like, hey, you know, and then start like patting his face kind of gently like, are you okay? Uh, his eyes still look the same. But he is, he's unconscious. He doesn't seem hurt. His breathing is deep and regular as if he were just asleep. I'll check his vitals. Everything's fine. Uh, Emrin, as you are asleep, you are seeing such amazing sights that are, you're now starting to realize parts of the hub that you know, have in some part of their construction this material that your shield is made from. And you can see things that you've seen before. You can see the main hall. You can see the food court. You can see the shopping centers. You can see individual stores. And you can see things that you haven't seen yet. Uh, you see uh, just a mass of cabling. You see nests of those giant insects all over the place. You see a door and beyond it, the sun. And oddly enough, you see another door, and beyond it, the ground, as if the ground were far above you. And then you wake up. Are you okay? Yes. 
Yes, I am. I'm very okay. What just happened? Amarin just sort of smirks in her direction and says, I've been teaching myself how to see again. Okay. Keva uh, definitely looks kind of worried. <laughs> how deep did your rabbit hole go? There's a lot of chittering in mine. My rabbit hole is full of machinery. I, th- I saw the sun, and I saw the ground as if the earth was the sky. So everything was upside down there? I think everything's a machine. And Emron gets a nosebleed. Alright. So yeah, you've got some blood coming out your nose. That's not great. I just sort of wipe the uh wipe the blood on my my shirt sleeve. I, I don't understand. How are you seeing? I don't think I'm seeing anything, I think. I'm using the metal machines. They allow me to see through them? Maybe. I'm not certain how this works. My head hurts immensely. Keva just kind of looks at Maeve like, when you think, like, connect with those bugs, do you see things? I see and I hear. And I'll look towards Emran and just go, a migraine is a small price to pay. Emran, you didn't hear anything. You just saw. My mistake. That's all right. Emran, I have an idea. Um that I want you to remind me to ask me about, um, or yeah, remind yourself, ask me about this idea the next time you and I have downtime. So at the end of this hallway, you see, uh, it's sort of like a table. The table's top is very slightly angled, so it wouldn't be any use for eating or drinking or holding stuff, it would just roll off. But it's covered in those multicolored jewels that you saw in the control room up in the Ghost Pagoda. And there's also a big wheel on the left side. I turn the wheel. On the to get the lights. The lights have uh, labels in that language again. The wheel is... Uh, it moves, but nothing seems to happen. It's difficult to move, but you're very strong. What does it say, Maeve? What are the lights labeled? Uh, you're going to have to roll for that. This will be a clever roll. You have your You have your book with you, right, Maeve? Yes, I have it with me. Okay, so it'll be a fair roll if you've got your book. You succeed with style. Okay. Uh, you find a page, and you cross-reference it with the manual that you have, and it just intuitively, instinctively makes sense to you. This is the plumbing control panel. Now, you're familiar with plumbing from uh, from town, back home. Plumbing existed. Uh, fairly modern style plumbing. So this isn't that odd to you. It's just the control mechanisms are different. But... You're very clever. So you're looking at this and looking at the different labels, and you can see where the problems are. There are a couple of pipes that are plugged, and there's one pipe that's broken, and those are the main issues. That's why the water's pooling over in the other room and getting all stagnant, as opposed to moving throughout the whole facility. You think you could fix this with the help of your new friends. I will nestle myself then in the most comfortable part of the ground and try to channel into my vassals. So you start communicating and you still have to communicate through the Ebon Dowager, but you are able to work on communicating what you want them to do. 
and you want them to find insects who can go in there and move the blockages and you want them to find some kind of maybe a spider or something to patch up that broken uh, pipe. I mean that'll require more permanent repairs soon but you can probably get it running at least with a nice silk bandage. So this is going to be a clever roll and because you're communicating complex orders for the first time to your hive um, you're going to need to make a good roll. Can Emran lend a bit of, for lack of a better word, psychic strength by placing his hand on her shoulder? If he gets the sensation that she's doing this again? Um, so Emran, do you want to try and see the pipes? Oh, I would love to try and see the pipes. Okay. So you put your hands on the console because it's made of that material and you close your eyes and you concentrate on show me the pipes but you can't see them because they're not made of the right material the pipes are made of something else so Emran, your ability here won't necessarily help Maeve well it's not related is there anything I can see through the console you can see a bunch of other consoles you can sort of see through the, some circuitry that takes you and you see the console is connected to uh, a big box downstairs and that box is making unhealthy sounding noises but does appear to be providing power to this console. I would like to try and figure out how to get there. Well, this is this being an independent action from Maeve's, of course, we want to resolve that first. Okay. Uh, so, Maeve, did you roll your, your good, clever roll? Just hey. did. Yeah, you got it exactly. So, as you think, I mean, this hurts your head, but you're able to do it. And there's reluctance, there's still, like, pushback from the Ebon um, Dowager, but you're able to still, at this point, sort of force her to pass on your commands to the other uh, creatures. And you can see through the eyes and various other sensory organs of a mass of insects that they are moving into these pipes, which um, none of you would fit into, but these creatures can. And they start sort of, it's like, a, it's like those crawling swarms that you were dealing with before. These are digging, building creatures. These are termites, these are ants, these are uh, beetles. So they are working on dismantling the blockages uh, as they go. And you see spiders uh, smaller, obviously, than the Ebon Dowager, around the size of the ones you've been hunting, some smaller than that, going to the pipe and starting to string webs across it. It won't hold forever, but if you can find that pipe and fix it, then the water problem will be well and truly solved, as long as the reservoir is uh, still working, which requires power. So as that's happening, uh, Emrin, you are trying to figure out how you're going to get down to that big box? Sure am. All right, so that's either going to be careful or clever, but it's just going to be an average roll either way. So I think Emran, because he's new to these powers and he's fairly cautious by nature when he's not fighting, he's going to try and maneuver through the circuitry and find doors and access points large enough for the rest of us rather carefully. Okay. Uh, you find a fairly easy route to get down there. Uh, you just go down the bottom southernmost hallway and there's there are stairs would you like me to roll or are we good 
no, we're fine. That's, I mean, you only had to do an average and I figure it's, it's not, I mean, you walk down a hallway and down some stairs, it's easy. Perfect. I mean, you, you all would have figured that one out one way or another because the label on that bottom one is lower maintenance. So Nope, it was all me. I am a genius. Yeah, I mean, you're the one who did it. Okay. So this um, plumbing console, some of the lights start to go from red to amber. Some of them go from red to amber to green. That was very good news. That means we can bathe and not smell horrible anymore. And then fix that pipe. Yeah, so you can you can start to hear creaking noises deep within the facility as things start moving again. And it won't be right away because it's going to take a while to get through all of those blockages and for the spiders to spin their patch. But if you if you turn that wheel now, that might be some type of release or activation valve. Would someone like to do the honors? If uh, no one minds. Go for it. You do it? Yeah, I guess. I just tried rolling, but I guess... I wasn't going to make you roll for it. <laughs> you roll it very well. You you'd, uh, you spin that valve, and then you can hear the sounds of rushing water moving through these pipes uh, that you see lining the hallways. And, um, yeah. Good, good news. Yes. What do y'all want to do now? We should address the power situation then, so we can unchain the ghost. Yes, yes. we should make our way to maintenance basement. What was it called? Lower maintenance. Yes, that one. Alrighty then. Okay. So you all pile out of there. You take the remaining tile floors over to the southernmost hallway, and that takes you down to uh, the stairwell. And the stairwell leads you down to another big room. Not really for my benefit, of course, but um, are the are the lights flickering or sort of on in this large room? Arp. Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. The lighting is steady, but it's red. Yep, sure did. Yeah. As you get down here, uh, it's very loud, for one thing, because you can hear something rattling and clanking uh, on the far end of the room. That is not helping my headache. It really isn't. But yeah, you get up there, and you're now in this room. I'm just going to move you down to the very quick map I just drew. Oh man, so geometric. Why does my keyboard keep switching to Chinese? Emran, you and I are basically Professor X and Magneto. Holy shit. I hadn't thought of it that way. Oh, I feel like Jubilee. <laughs> I don't even know who Kevin would be. Learn to deal and you can be Gambit. True. But then I'd have to start doing a French accent. How dare you? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, you could definitely be, uh, oh my gosh, I'm about to expose myself as um, an unnerd. Is it? Is it Rogue? Yeah, it's Rogue. <laughs> I thought you were going to go down Dazzler Road or something. Nah. Okay. Yeah, so you're in this room now. You're all on that map. Yeah. Yep. So this big row of the squat boxes is utterly silent, covered in dust and the big cobwebs. Um, Maeve, you don't sense any insects in the immediate area. They appear to have cleared out, knowing that you are on your way. And uh, in the red light, everything just looks black and red, basically. You know how you've been in a situation with red light before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything either looks red or black. 
and that's the case here. Uh, and you see on the far end, in the northwest up here, there is uh, another room with a door, and you see a symbol above it, but that's where all the noise is coming from. I guess we should go check that out and fix it so I don't have to hear this horrible noise anymore. I will approach carefully, trying to see if there are any more signs or labels I can decode. Well, there's uh, all kinds of signs and text on all of these boxes. It appears to be the same text on every box, and there's sign above the door to that room in the back. And there's those... Uh, can I just call them wires now? Can I just say wires? <laughs> Am I going to ruin yeah. your immersion if I just say yeah. wiring? Yeah, no, it's no, not. You're totally good. <laughs> okay. I've been, I've been trying not to ruin your immersion by using modern terms for this stuff, but uh, yeah, there's the wires covering the walls here in all different colors. Red, blue, yellow, green, and so on. Just every wall is covered in an, uh, a labyrinthine expanse of wiring. So what are we seeing aside from... Well, uh, if you want to figure out what the sign on the door says or figure out what the text on the boxes say, I mean, as you know, that's that's still difficult for you. So you still have to roll for that. Can I give that a shot? Sure. Are you looking at the door or the boxes? The door. Okay. So you rolled your clever and you rolled a fair and that's what you need. Um, the door says emergency generator. Hey, everyone. This is the emergency generator. That explains the coughing noises. Uh, can I roll again and try for the boxes? Yep. How's that? That's very good. Uh, the boxes have a lot of text on them. If you've seen transformers or generators before, uh, you you basically know what you're going to be seeing here. Like warning, danger, high voltage, and so on and so forth. These are generators. Regular generators. And they all appear to be non-functional? None of them is on right now. Um, what is the wiring situation on these generators? The wiring seems fine. Can like, I take some time to follow the wires and see kind of where they go and see if there's a missed connection? Yeah, you can do that. It'll take you a while, but you can do that. I've got perhaps time. I can perhaps I can speed up the process. Ooh, uh, good call. Yeah, you can give that a shot. Would that be a clever? That is a clever, yeah. You're going to need to hit a fair on that. It's about to happen. It did happen. You got exactly a fair. So you put your hands on one of these generators and you concentrate. And this, uh, this labyrinth spreads out in your mind. And you're able to very quickly, more quickly than you would ever have thought before, go down all the different paths here as if your mind is working at lightning speed. Not that you know what lightning is, but you as players know what lightning is. But he has hacked into the mainframe. Yeah. Um, so you are, your consciousness spreads out through all of this wiring, and you find a couple of problems. But the main issue seems to be that it just hasn't been turned on. It's off. Someone or something just turned it off. The generator, you're saying? Yeah, the main power. So, like, every IT person ever is just like, have you turned it on and off again? Have you checked that it's plugged in? Maybe it's one of those, an error of type 2094 has occurred. <laughs> now, yeah, you follow it and you see in the north wall, there is just a switch. There's a big switch. It's currently 
down. Oh yeah, I gotta push that switch up. Sorry, who's doing that? Oh, I'd like to, if uh, that's fine with everyone else. Man, I'll, I'll watch you flip this switch right now. Okay, uh, the switch is a little bit stiff, so you'll need to do an average forceful roll to overcome that uh, rust of ages, as it were. This is only going to be funny. Let me help you. I'll take all the help I can get. You just need a one. Oh, well, okay, you didn't <laughs> need the help. <laughs> Dear Lord, man. Okay. Um, I, do I just, am I just trying to pull the switch down more? Is that my problem? Well, you're getting under it, and you're, you're trying to push up, but you can't. The leverage is difficult to get, and your, you know, your ankle still kind of hurts. So, um, I'll just shout lift with your knees. Yeah, after a while, you're able to overcome it. I'll say with Emran helps you out a little bit, and then you're able to just push it all the way up. Cool. And when you do, that horrible rattling and coughing noise in the other room gradually subsides and stops as emergency power shuts down. Oh my goodness, thank and everything goes black. Oh. A few seconds pass. And then something amazing happens. The entire room lights up with a perfect burning light, the likes of which you have not seen before. The light is steady, white, and it makes everything easy to see. There are panels on the ceiling that are just emitting this perfect light. You can see everything without any problems. This is just like when we got our power back after Irma. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of like that. In the real world, you would know. I mean, you as as players know this is just what happens when you turn the lights on. But for your characters, this is a miracle. Keva is like running to one of the lights and kind of like just looking at it, like, "What is this? Why is everyone gasping? What's happening?" It's like a ceiling sun. There are little suns in the ceiling that just went on, and everything looks like it's daylight in here. Yeah, that's wonderful. Emran touches one of the generators to get a sense of what she's talking about. There's not too much difference for you right now. You could still... Like, the way you see is not the same way that you saw before. Things are sort of like you see things in shadow, or in, in grayscale to a way. But it does seem a little more sharply defined, even in your vision. Interesting. So yeah, the power's on. To the ghost. The ghost. Indeed. Seems so. The ghost is here. They pop up right in the uh, in the middle of the room here. I don't have a token for the ghost because I haven't found a picture that looks anything like it. Uh, but it is all those multicolored threads, and it appears, and it looks around at the four of you, and it's just like... It doesn't have eyes or a face per se, but it has enough like eyes and a face that you can see the expression of gratitude emanating from it. It's been so, so long. Oh, it's been so long. And it looks at you and it says, oh, thank you. Thank you, my... My mind is mine again. Who's there? Who's talking? The ghost. Well, like, I guess that's one way of thinking about it. What are you then? 
i am the hub.